0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Jackdub Podcast. I'm truly glad you've chosen to take the time to join us on our little show. If you're new here, please do me a favor and subscribe to the show, like it, and share it with your friends. My goal for this podcast is to feature content meant to entertain, educate, and inspire you to focus on living the best life possible every day. My guest today is a naturopathic doctor. Now, To be totally honest, until we had our conversation, I had no idea what naturopathy was. But, as you may expect from the name, it's a practice that focuses on non-invasive healing that treats the whole person, meaning mind, body, and spirit. I found her background and the modality she employs to help her patients extremely fascinating, and I'm sure you will too. Please welcome Dr. Sarita Cox. Dr. Cox, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me on the Jacked Up Podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm good. It's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me here. Glad to be here.
0: Oh you you have such a unique um, I look, I've talked to a lot of different people since I've started this podcast from, you know, vast areas of health and fitness and things of that nature. And, you know, reading through your bio and some of the work that you've done and whatnot, it, it really, really intrigued me your your style of of doing things. Now you are a naturopathic doctor and a chiropractor, or not a chiropractor, but an acupuncturist. Is that correct? You
1: got it right. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Okay. It, it, like I said, I talked to a lot of people. It's hard to keep them all straight. Um, all right. But all right. the the whole concept, like reading through your bio and whatnot, I'm I'm like really fascinated. So what I need you to do to start things off is I, I need you to tell our audience how you got into the field of what I, I would almost like call it alternative medicine because it's not the norm. Um, but how, how did you get involved in all that?
1: So the way it happened for me in my twenties, I was seeking and searching and trying to have a more balanced mental, emotional, physical health. And in Alabama, in the early nineties, the offerings were very conventional Western medicine. So if you needed to do some psychological work they would offer you antidepressants and that Mm -hmm. just at that point in my 20s choosing where i was navigating after basic undergraduate school i felt like that prescription was simply a band-aid and so i I had healed a lot of my, um, bothersome physical symptoms like food allergy. Well, I'm sorry, like, um, environmental allergies with diet and homeopathy. So I was mm-hmm. already on a path of more balancing and natural wellness approaches that I had just discovered. So when I wanted okay. to do this next piece of my healing after that experience in my 20s i um really connected with the natural world and after Mm -hmm. school in alabama i went out to colorado and just absolutely fell in love with the west and the expanse that we see and feel in the western landscape Mm -hmm. and while I was there, I just really started to have deeper and deeper connection with um, experiences of nature in different geographical regions And I've been raised. And mm-hmm. that healed a lot for me, getting very physically active in the natural world, in the backcountry in Colorado, um, meeting people from all over the world, starting to world travel. And then mm-hmm. after I had done a lot of traveling, I came back to Alabama in a bit of a crisis of faith and occupation i had expanded myself and i had found a lot of ways to enjoy but i hadn't found that that thing that met me in the heart space about how to translate that into a way of right livelihood in the world mm-hmm. so at I actually looked at a um, book. This was way, you know, before the internet was really our information source. And it was a book called um, the Guide, Peterson's Guide to Graduate and Professional Schools. And I looked at a profession that allowed me to be in medicine and continue my love of nutrition, learn more about homeopathy, also to start investigating the mechanisms of the ways that the body works at the cause level and how Mm -hmm. symptoms are expressions of the wisdom of the body's imbalance so i found a program um, on the west coast one in portland and one in seattle that i felt were vetted schools for naturopathic medicine and i visited those schools i felt like portland Oregon was going to be more of the Right place for me, mm-hmm. so I went back and did some sciences that I had not previously done, some statistics, these types of coursework, and then I made a travel and went to Portland, Oregon, and studied at National College of Naturopathic Medicine, which is now um, National University of um, National University of Health of um in you in of natural medicine sorry they changed the name when you get more than one program the department of education then is calling you a university and not a um, college so a little bit oh, of change okay. there. so gotcha. when we went there i actually got introduced to chinese medicine because every mm-hmm. program in naturopathic medicine has to take a year of a traditional wisdom ancient healing introduction and it hmm. was very fortunate okay. there to be exposed to classical chinese medicine so what most of us know in the west is traditional chinese medicine and that's kind of post mao say sterilized version in the 1950s mm-hmm. that was pushed out by china that's very western protocol but the. Okay. The program I learned was from the classical Chinese tradition. So we're looking more at Taoism and Confucianism and practices that are thousands of year old that didn't expunge the spiritual part of Chinese medicine. So okay. I really fell in love with Chinese medicine. And then I decided fortunately to stay a little mm-hmm. bit longer, which has served me because my primary work in the South has been acupuncture. Whenever people come in for acupuncture, that is the door that's the most familiar. So what we would say is this medicine, we'd like to say it's integrative. So Mm -hmm. acupuncture is more, more integratable into the systems of Western medicine. So that's, that's my entry point. And interestingly, my program was very heavy in Chinese herbs and Qigong really those were okay. the those were the mainstays and i actually did apprentice work after my college with a, a traditional five element acupuncturist that i really respected that had studied in england under warsley who was a founder of that tradition and that's much mm-hmm. more of an emotional um kind of a it has a strong Western appeal because it deals with a lot of the issues that we have in our m- mental and emotional realms, not just the physical, mm-hmm. of acupuncture. So right. that you know, got me to the place that I could really start practicing acupuncture as an effective modality, but felt I mm-hmm. still needed the herbal medicine once things were in the organ level. So acupuncture okay. is not a clear digestive issues at the level of parasitic invasions or organ disruption right. but right. it's going to help us It complementary build and generate energy in areas that have too little to disperse energies that have too too much and to free flow those energy systems okay so that is the acupuncture piece of it and mm-hmm. The other thing that's really influenced me, two more traditions. One is, um, Ayurvedic medicine. So after my program at, in Portland, I actually lived in an ashram and was part of a wellness center in the Ayurvedic tradition of medicine. And my oh, wow. affinity with that was the body work. They know all mm-hmm. about oilation. They know about the temperatures of oils, what they do for the body, how they calm the mind and they're really really great at detoxing the body in the system called panchakarma so i learned the body work and ran a wellness center um, in santa cruz um, area for three years when i came back here i actually the last three years have been working with the mississippi band of the choctaw nation so getting a little exposure to native american healing traditions um, what's What's still part of their culture, what's dying out, what um, just kind of a, a small insight to that over the last three years when I've been doing acupuncture on their um, reservation in Choctaw, Mississippi. So that's kind of a little summary of the different styles of wisdom traditions that I've been <laughs> vibing with the last, you know, during my career for the last 20 years.
0: That's awesome. So so let me ask you real quick, because you were talking about, you know, um, the the classical Chinese medicine and and acupuncture and all these other things. And then, you you know, you brought up the 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 work with the Native American medicine. Now, how closely related would you say a lot of the fundamentals are? um, between like native American medicine and Chinese medicine, because I know some of the philosophies from at least the the little bit that I understand about it are, are similar. And yet some of them are, are like worlds apart. What, what is, what would you call a, um, you know, a, a good comparison between the two, where do they intersect and where do they differ?
1: Great question, John, um, where they intersect. I think all these wisdom traditions intersect around our relationship to nature. And so when we're patterning, for example, in five element tradition, we're using a generative cycle of Mm -hmm. the way things come round over time. It's like, it's like a circle of life. I would say that's one way I would look at wisdom traditions is they see the cycles in things they know, for example, if you're on the top, then you're bound to be falling down toward the bottom to create another revolution of coming up again. And I think the conventional systems that we use are very linear thinking, you know, that time is a linear element. So I would say the way that all the traditions I've seen are similar is their closeness to the, elements or the directions or the beloveds the respect for nature and our 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 dynamic relationship with those mm-hmm. um chinese medicine is a little bit unique in that they were never conquered and their there was their history and lineages have so much written history. Whereas in okay. the native American tradition, it's strongly oral histories in the Vedic, okay. it's kind of a combination. So I would see, say the, the record keeping is where it's most different, but the okay. philosophies are very close to source and cause. So in Native American medicine, we see a lot of, you know, work with great spirit, the spirit of plants. In Chinese medicine, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more dissected. It's like where the spirit feels the body. It it has an affinity to go into the body and to dry this particular, this herb dries, this herb goes to the kidneys, this herb goes to the eyes, you know, so Mm -hmm. there's there's a more of a reduction but i would say that that the dynamic force the changing forces is similar across all cultures also with those cultures you're always checking in like mm-hmm. we don't just take something and assign that you have a pathology at year one and then mm-hmm. at year five we're still on the same protocol that's very modern wisdom modern modern mechanisms
0: but Mm -hmm. i think
1: the place that we're all sharing in these wisdom traditions is our our relationship to source and Mm -hmm. then our place between source and the manifestations of spirit in the natural world whether they be our kindreds with plants our kindreds with animals our kindred with bodies of water these are the Mm -hmm. types of that all the aboriginal and traditional wisdom share that that um that makes them very cohesive
0: this stuff interests me so much i mean when i first got involved in you know trying to improve people's life through through health and fitness and you know, taking a holistic approach because I realized that the mind plays just as much into everything that goes on within the body and and how the mind is like the central part of it. You know, it's like if, if one thing is out of kilter, it, everything can, can get all out of whack. And it, sometimes it's not just about what you eat or how much you exercise, it, it's other things that are going on inside you that can cause issues with your health. Um, and, and when I talk to people like you and, and you know, I, I've talked to many people that, that differ in all different kinds of things from just spiritual and energy healings to, you know, all different, all different types of stuff. I, I just truly find it fascinating how you can find little pieces and little threads that just everything just kind of connects at some layer and, it, and it's trying to understand that layer that that is really, really fascinating to me.
1: It's that connectedness that we mm-hmm. see in traditional wisdoms, which is exactly what you're speaking, that we are yeah. whole beings, right? And mm-hmm. that we're working on all these levels. Chinese medicine, we have a very important point that we use in the ear to calm people and it's called mm-hmm. shen It's spirit gate. And when we try to translate that from the Chinese to the English, the word spirit and mind can't separate in that tradition. Mm. So when we say shin and when we do a diagnostic, we look at the eyes and we look at the the brightness or the life or the mental affect in the eyes. You can't separate spirit and mind in these traditional cultures. But we try to reduce it and i think we get in trouble with the reductionist perspectives
0: yeah it's just it it, it's too easy to try to just say okay this is the problem and this is what you have to treat to to achieve the the outcome and and i think that that so much gets missed in that process but now let me go back to what you were saying a few minutes ago now a couple times when you were telling us about the the differences you know and your journey and whatnot Um, you talked about seasons now to me, I think of seasons like spring, summer, winter, fall. To me, that's a cycle, you know, Mm -hmm. like a year is a cycle. Um, and and I think that that is something that, that a lot of people don't really pick up on. Um, it, it's more than just the weather. Um, you know, our, our, you know, our lives are a cycle. We start off as babies and we grow when we go through this cycle, Um, And, you know, for those that believe in reincarnation and things like that, it's a cycle that continues. Um, How important is the seasons in and of itself, that whole concept? How important is that for you to be able to get across to the people that you work with so that they truly understand what it is that they're going through?
1: So I think that that's the culmination right now of my life work is really Mm -hmm. starting to help people realize that the journey is dynamic and that we're in a cycle that connects Mm -hmm. us to ourselves, to the environment, to our communities. And I think when we start to understand the cycling, and I just think the seasonal cycling is the most apparent one. And Mm -hmm. I think when we start recognizing that things happen in a cycle and a return to, return to source, a return to more natural rhythms. Mm-hmm. We start losing a lot of the anxiety and fear in our life because we know it's not a, a direct trajectory. So during this kind of COVID craziness, I went and saw my accountant about my business, and you know he said to me, "My job is to get you to think linearly." And you know I came back and I tried to process that and what he doesn't account for is synchronicity and dynamism and the magic of life and what happens when we connect that life isn't this like a to b thing and medicine doesn't service when it's just the a to the b thing so yeah. I think when we start with where we are that's the only place we can start and I believe the most accessible way to create a sustainable and maintainable journey of health is to mm-hmm. start in the season we are. Learn, engage, be inspired. All seasons have a beginning, a middle, and end. Then we're on to the next thing. We're transitioning. Beginning, middle, right. end. Transition. Beginning, middle, end. Mm-hmm. Transition. This is our life. Yeah. We're at a certain phase in our life. That phase is going to have a beginning, a middle and end, and then a transition. And so I think one of the most immediate ways to empower ourselves around our health is to walk out the door and be engaged with the reality of what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. So the seasonal approaches, I really emphasize the earth element, which happens four times a year around the solstice and the equinox. These are okay. times of transition. So basically, I use a seasonal model like, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter, but mm-hmm. with those, I honor the transitions between seasons. Right? That helps huh. us transition in general. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that most important is our gut health, trusting our gut, you know, emotionally caring for our gut in terms of its integrity and what cohabitates with us inside our intestines. Right.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, our, our, um, returning to our our ourself our groundedness our relationship with stewardship and caring for the earth so every transition these 18 days between the solstice and the equinox it is so empowering to come back to the earth during our transitional times
0: what's up everybody i hope you're enjoying the conversation so far if any of you have seen the video versions of my podcast you know i have quite the full beard One of the biggest reasons that I've been able to grow such a healthy beard is the line of care products that I use. Mountaineer brand is located right here in the town that I live in, and when it comes to my grooming needs, they are my one-stop shop. Mountaineer brand features a complete line of beard, body, and bald head care products that are all 100% natural and 100% amazing. Everything from their premium, essential seven, and original blends of beard washes, balms, and oils to their bald head care line, and their body care products are all made with the highest quality natural ingredients and are tested for the ultimate level of efficacy. Remember, what you put on your body also goes in your body. So if you're a man who's looking for the best in all natural grooming products, Mountaineer Brand is your one-stop shop too. Head over to their website, www.mountaineerbrand.com. That's www.mountaineerbrand.com. M-O-U-T-A-I-N-E-E-R B R A-N-D dot com and use the promo code Jacked. That's J A K E D to save 15% off your entire purchase. I know you guys are gonna love the products just as much as I do. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So now how would you say um this whole thing with COVID and everything has has affected people? On that level, because you know, I I fully agree with what you're saying. I mean, I I live in the mountains of West Virginia. I prefer to live here because I prefer to have nature around me. I like to be able to step out on my back deck, and I can maybe see the roof of the closest house to me. But you know, it, it's like that's all I can see, and all I you know, I have birds and and squirrels, and I have deer in my yard on a regular basis, and things like that it's so you. you
1: it's so yeah,
0: hitting, right. Yeah, so absolutely.
1: Two years ago, I in response to the f five F45 tornado in Tuscaloosa, Alabama in 2011. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. I live in a in a old growth forest four miles from the university. So I okay. still live in the same place. But when in thirty seconds, that power of Mother Gaia uh, completely swiped the property clean. Mm -hmm. So it made me a new canvas, and I created, and it's still in motion, a food forest. Because many of us in the South live in a food desert. Maybe it's getting better, but. Being able to step outside our doors to connect with with Earth in real time, mm-hmm. I think that, you know one po- possibly positive side of COVID is that many people sheltered in place, and you and I, I believe, were super blessed because our mm-hmm. sheltering in place is a microcosm of of um. Uh, It's a respite, you know, whether, you know, it's, you know, the birds waking us up. And something Mm -hmm. as simple as waking up with the sunrise and then Mm -hmm. winding down and getting off technology at sunset. These types of watching the sunrise, watching the sunset gives Mm -hmm. us a sense of beginning, middle and end of things. That things are always changing, but there Mm -hmm. is some constant that we can plug into that rhythms us back to harmony and peace. So I think what COVID on the positive side have done for people, is a little timeout. We people had to stop everything and that gave them a lot of time to evaluate, right? And Mm -hmm. a lot of people, especially the first couple of months, I think that was a time when people started saying wow this is super important that i spend time with my family wow i was Mm -hmm. really running around in this on this busy busy life too busy of a life doing Mm -hmm. a lot of things that were unnecessary and so i think the first couple of months gave people a time out to allow themselves to evaluate what was important Mm -hmm. and then i also think some craziness started happening, you know, like having yeah. fever, kind of, you mm-hmm. know, us on one level and then muzzling us, us on another level has brought right. a really strange social experiment in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I think that the, the initial pause that COVID gave us is the gift and hopefully mm-hmm. we take what we what we were able to do in a respite period, Mm -hmm. an official timeout, and move forward with applied consciousness, applied awareness.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think it's going to be interesting to see when, like, I know some of the states and whatnot are starting to lift their bands are starting to open up back up and whatnot. Um, I know here in West Virginia, um, they haven't lifted the state of emergency yet. I think that happens um, on July 1st or something like that. But I know that, like, some of the gyms are open again and, you know, and things of that nature um but you're still you know you're seeing lasting change that happened from all this that it is it has affected the way that people think about things and and i and i truly think that you know looking inward and and dealing with mindfulness and and things of that nature in in the months and years that are to follow this whole thing i think are really really going to be important so now um I want to talk to you about your your element wisdom cards um I'm, I'm actually I still haven't gotten around to you sent me the test I still haven't gotten around to taking the test yet but I'm, I'm like really trying to do that and, and and I and I want to actually get my hands on some of these cards but but for all our listeners can you explain to them what these cards are and what they do
1: yes thank you so much for that opportunity mm-hmm i um i'll just my my right now process is we are in this transition period at the end of the summer solstice period and these Mm -hmm. eight days are the time that i bring back into my world the classical wisdom some of the classical teachings for each elemental season and I have done this project in real time. So basically, the element wisdom cards are a set of cards. And I don't know if you can see this. (laughs) Um, There they go.
0: Yeah, I can see them. Yep.
1: All right. So it's basically john 73 unique and inspired messages for each season. And they are really the pearls from my practice so these are the okay. same i found myself as i got deeper into following the rhythms and natural rhythms and seasons of of time um, as we're experiencing it i would feel people's pulses and they would have a seasonal um, effect to them so okay. i might feel a difference in the fire pulse or the um, heart pulse. And I would come back around and every year I would feel that again during this time period. And mm-hmm. I started realizing also with my herbal prescriptions, I do a lot of custom formulations. And when I would put a couple of herbs in for this season to moderate the effect, the external effect of the season, like heat, or the Mm -hmm. internal response to that season constitutionally, that my patients would do better. And the other thing I found is that if I evaluated my patients each season, we got much more rapid progress in their um, transformation. So Mm -hmm. I kind of, over the last 20 years, took my clinical experiences, what I said to people. How I observed people's and people's responses. And I created 73 unique messages that allow people to have continuity of care outside of the office. So okay. this season, coming up into summer, mm-hmm. the summer is ruled by. The fire element, and in Chinese medicine, that's actually four of our twelve meridian systems. It's the heart and its paired organ, the small intestine. It's also the triple warmer, which we could say is the thyroid or the immune system or the circulatory system, and the pericardium, mm-hmm. heart protector. And so these fire elements um, rule the summer, and I would say the theme is finding joy in what exists. The sound of the fire is ha, ha, like laughing, like mm-hmm. ha, ha. So right. the fi- I think the message for the summer, it's so interesting because this is the time of the year when people vacation. And I right. think there's no coincidence about that. So it's right. about how do we find our joy How do we express joy? How do we connect with others in that joyful connectivity? It's about freedom. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, road trip, and it's about fun. Mm -hmm. So the the type of, the thing that I'll come into this transitional period, and this will be the final deck. And when I do the summer deck, which will be written here in Alabama, printed in Mississippi. Then I get those back and I put them into bags that are created in Georgia and hand stamped on the property, typically yeah. with some mechanical that we, that's in season. And then right. people have a little collection of 73 wisdoms and then they mm-hmm. can use those as a daily guide. They may pull seven for a week. They might pull right. one in the morning, one in the evening. So mm-hmm. it's a way There are no hard, fast rules, but we have created a living document called Ways to Play. And we just launched a new website. It's element-wisdom.com. And Mm -hmm. that can get people more information about um, what's happening with the cards. So it will complete my cycle of actually writing the cards. And then the next step is I'm starting to do videos of the cards. And so mm-hmm. I know a lot of like videos, we've just been figuring out the subtitling and how to get all the accessibility features because, you know, we want right. people to be able to easily access this. And I'm mm-hmm. relatively new at video, but I think it's an important step for our times. The other Absolutely. thing is that the wisdoms are in very short form. So what that mm-hmm. also allows is somebody to sit with that. And what does it mean to you? This is a very, very important piece of health. What is your experience? What Mm -hmm. does it mean when somebody tells you something? The most important thing is what is our mind, body and spirit telling us that we can tell our provider Mm -hmm. That's where we really need to start tuning in is listening to the experts for a Mm -hmm. certain level guidance but not depending on the experts to guide what's right for us now believe me emergency medicine is so phenomenal in our country but like on the covid we've missed the mark we don't see people that are faring well on ventilators because it is not it's a hypoxia condition It's an inflammatory condition and these, we aren't looking at in the right direction. We're all scurrying around, trying to use outdated protocols for a, for something that is presenting in a way that we're not curious about it. Mm -hmm. We're not, we don't as a medical community. There's a lot of confusion as we all know. But we're learning yeah,
0: I, mean, I, mean, I don't I don't mean I don't in, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I mean correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the biggest um one of the biggest problems from COVID is that it, it's almost like um the mucus builds up and solidifies and that causes the you know the restriction of the airway and and makes it very very difficult to breathe i mean i actually read um read an article that was that was published by a doctor i don't remember his name where he was talking about if you even think that you have um that you have covid before you can go get tested things that you can do are like sipping hot tea and things like that because the warm liquids versus the cold liquids help to break up the mucus before it can form it's it's i i totally agree with what you're saying now i'm not a medical doctor in any way shape or form but you know i i'm I, i've been around the health and nutrition space long enough to realize that that i i know enough about how the body works and and i totally agree with what you're saying i think that they've completely kind of missed the mark on this whole thing and they've gone wow. about things the wrong way and and the sad fact is they're not learning from their mistakes it doesn't seem like
1: yes and you're exactly right. It's more of a, uh, ARDS syndrome. So people basically start drowning in their mucus. But the mm-hmm. thing is we have oxygen deprivation and the ventilators aren't working to oxygenate mm-hmm. those. We have to break down the mucus. We mm-hmm. have to get oxygen into the cells. And so bronchiodilators where we can actually, um, increase and this is a very complex um rendition of a virus and I would like to also let people know that we've been living with viruses from the get-go. Viruses yes. are integral to our health and mm-hmm. wellness thing that help the bacteriophages move into the cells to kill bacteria. They mm-hmm. are they modify us So for example, sickle cell anemia, the viruses have changed the blood cells so that people are less vulnerable to sickle cell Mm -hmm. to, um, because of the, you know, relationship with, um, our environmental relationship with other organisms like mosquitoes and these types of things.
0: Mm -hmm. I think
1: what we're missing is that a, a basic level of, of trust in the human body and our functioning immune systems. This is the Mm -hmm. only time I've ever seen quarantine healthy people. Like what's the craziness there? Right. We have the economy because we are sheltering at home. People that can afford to stay at home. Mm -hmm. Right. And the other thing we're not doing is looking at underlying conditions. We know, for Mm -hmm. example, this hits the ACE pathways. So people with pre-existing diabetes and heart diseases are at risk. Mm -hmm. We also know that it affects blood clotting factors. So people Mm -hmm. that are with strokes or have predispositions genetically that we, our blood gets a little bit sticky and basic health in our country is pretty poor, especially Mm -hmm. the so we have a very vulnerable population because we have underlying dis And there uh-huh. are, of course, outliers. But there are some people that are diagnosed healthy, but we don't know if they had a viral load of Epstein-Barr and mono, and maybe they were slightly compromised by cohabitation with, you know, rickettsia from tick diseases, how much inflammation mm-hmm. they have in their body? So there right. is so much that's protective when we're well. And I have mm-hmm. never, ever met one person that could not improve their wellness wherever they were Absolutely. on the journey. Even Absolutely. when they're stage, you come in mm-hmm. end stage, You can work those mental, spiritual, emotional processes that are real health. So there Mm -hmm. is nowhere on our journey that we cannot be empowered. And if there is a message that's collective in the element wisdom cards, they're tidbit ways day after day Mm -hmm. to empower our health, to dig deeper. They're in a snippet form so we Mm -hmm. can contemplate them. And I ask people, what does it mean to you? Before you go to right. me what it means, what does it mean to you? And then unraveling what it means from the wisdom traditions, where did I source this information? Did it come directly from source? Did it come from mm-hmm. you know, a 3,000-year-old classical Chinese text? Did it come from the name of an acupuncture point? All that's very relative, but the most important thing is how do you relate to your own health? And I do believe nutritional status, how we eat, how we go around in the world, what environment we wake up in, what is our attitude when we wake up, what are the first things we do in the morning, what are the last things Mm we do at night? These translate to dis-ease or ease and flow, to imbalance or balance,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: illness or disease. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I really like that you use the term disease, Um, And, and that's that's a key point that, that I tell a lot of people that I work with. You know, people tend to pronounce that word disease, you know, and, and it's actually when you break it down, it is dis-ease. And, and it's just that disease ease is more than just um, a, a particular syndrome that you may be going through at a certain point in time, because you know, like dis-ease is more than... You know, like cancer is more than disease. There are things that cause that. We are born with cancer cells in our bodies. It is, it is different environmental conditions and different choices that we've made and, you know, things like that, that activate these cells and cause us issues. Um, inflammation, they're, they're starting to recognize now is huge in the body and how it is so directly related to, to so many problems in, in health in today's society. Um, you know, and, and I I really wanted to touch on that again, because that's something that people need to understand. Take the Z out of disease, because when you pronounce it like that, it's almost like they change the first S to a Z and, and break it down to what it is. It's disease. Your body is not comfortable in the state that it's in for whatever reason. and, And that's something that you need to change.
1: That discomfort is Mm -hmm. the messaging from our system about what's out of balance. So these symptoms are so, so, so valuable. Whether we Mm -hmm. have a headache, whether we have digestive problems, the symptom, Mm -hmm. when we cut it off or medicate out of it, we don't have a feedback system anymore. And so honoring the symptoms versus looking at them as a, annoyance to get rid of Mm -hmm. honor honor what's in front of us honor the states that we're in right ask be curious what they're about so just Mm -hmm. to reiterate point absolutely yeah
0: yep yep i totally agree don't just don't just you know try to treat the symptom learn from it you know you're exactly right it's right there in front of you Examine it, try to figure out what it is. What What is that telling you about the current state of your body? Is it telling you that, you know, you need to learn to reduce stress because stress spikes certain hormones and these hormones cause inflammation in the body. It, it's all these things. And this is, you know, we touched on it at the beginning and I touch on it every chance I get. Everything is so greatly connected. And sometimes it can be the smallest things that we're not even thinking about. That can cause us the greatest issues in the long run for sure now before we run out of time i i want to go back and touch on something several times throughout our conversation you've talked about people's rhythms um Mm -hmm. what are some real-time examples of of what it's like to live closer to your rhythms and how do they how do they affect or or create a benefit on your health and wellness
1: so some real time examples, we gave one earlier, which is starting to wake up with the sunrises to actually get out there. And so first of all, to see them, find a place mm-hmm. near you where you can actually view the sunrise, where you can actually view a sunset. And then as much as possible, waking up just before the sun comes up and watching it rise. It's so funny, you know, if you're ever with a group of people watching a sunset, the most Mm -hmm. common experience I have is silence because we're mesmerized and we're awed. So Mm -hmm. that's a real-time example that we can use for every season. Um, Other examples, and I want to give you some examples for... um, I'll just free flow with this. Um, Other real time examples are what you and I have done. We've made conscious choices to live in nature. And so Mm -hmm. everybody may not be making that same choice. I would invite them to figure out where their most nearby slice of nature is. Is that a city Mm -hmm. park? Like Portland, Oregon has the most city parks of any city in the United States, and they have trails everywhere. So where is it that you can source out sitting by a creek or putting, you know, wading in a creek or floating in a creek for the summer? Mm -hmm. That's really a lovely thing to do. So sourcing out these access to nature, if you're not choosing to live within nature, inviting, putting out bird feeders so that you can actually see the winged ones and experience. Mm-hmm. Those. Just open your eyes and start looking at bird forms above you. Can you recognize by the way something flies, right? And so yeah. as we're, those are some ways we start connecting. Um, other things are, of course, this is a topic we've been on for years, but seasonal eating. So mm-hmm. some of the real examples that we could use for summer, are what are the foods that have a cooling nature in our body versus heating nature? So for example, if we're overheating, there are one of two ways to go. One is you can actually spice it up and get your air conditioning going by sweating a lot. So if you're out in the national forest, if you eat something spicy, you'll sweat faster like ginger or you know um, cinnamon.
0: We mm-hmm. also,
1: want to cool ourselves so drinking teas and eating foods that have more of a cooling affinity like Mm -hmm. the mint family, peppermint cooling um Mm -hmm. food cucumbers cooling so infusing water overnight with cucumbers and mint is something that i did this weekend and it Mm. was so refreshing to have that herbal infused, I drink almost all my water's room temperature. I don't drink cold things Mm -hmm. because they shock and starting to live closer to nature. Like cold water is shocking and we can use that to our benefit if we want to take a cold plunge in an icy cold river on a hot day. So kind of starting to connect with the thermal nature. The, Mm -hmm. what it does to us in our body, when we go on a vacation to a very arid area, do we feel better in our bodies? Maybe Mm -hmm. we do, but we've accumulated dampness because we've been living in a damp area. Also who create dampening effects like dairy, animal products, oil, super oily nut butters, too much of these create dampness Mm -hmm. in our body. And so, finding when we are in a dry environment or when we go into a sauna versus a steam room, like Mm -hmm. what does that do for us? So, I'm really breaking it down to the elements of the rhythms. Like, can we observe ourselves when Mm -hmm. we're in different experiences? How do we feel when we're exposed to? a draft of wind or a draft of cold what does it stop what does that do mm-hmm. to us so i think right. observation is probably the first thing is being curious and also mm-hmm. allowing ourselves to take the judgment out of it oh mm. okay that's what it's doing and also noticing it has a beginning and middle and an end my experience with a cold plunge mm-hmm. what does it feel like for probably a lot of apprehension. What does it feel like when we're doing it? Very vitalizing mm-hmm. while we're yes. in it and then afterwards. So kind of breaking mm-hmm. ourselves down to a like slowing the movie down. Like what is mm-hmm. it frame by frame, be very right. curious. And then mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, real time examples, we can always look at our food. Mm-hmm we can always look at the beverages that we're taking in and asking Mm -hmm. ourselves, what is the most important thing in that season? So like we're saying, working on our heart, our heart health, our circulation, Mm -hmm. our circulatory health during the summer, learning how to laugh. I mean, let's take the summer and imbibe it with some humor, right? Watch some comedies, hang out with people that make you laugh, read jokes read the comic strips. How do we take a minute and create some, you know, some rise? So the fire is all about the the upward um, expression and the full expression of life. Like what is a rose in full bloom? Take mm-hmm. a moment, smell it. So yeah. getting closer to the rhythms first requires noticing, and engaging with them and heightening our consciousness and then stopping and allowing ourselves to reset our brains. We're often going from one experience to the next experience to the next one, next one, next one. But if we can pause after we smell the rose, Mm mm-hmm. And just take three deep breaths and know we just had an incredible experience. And fully, in the spirit of summer, fully blossom in the experience and then the afterglow of that experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's like, it, it's kind of crazy being in nature, just like right now, I've got a fly buzzing around my head. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's, it's simple things like that. Even, you know, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm sitting here in my office and it's not like my office is outdoors or anything, but because I live in the country, it flies in my house is one of the things that I deal with. And it's like just being you know, even though I'm, I'm involved in, in shooting this podcast with you, it, it's like just being conscious. And if if a fly lands on the back of my head, I notice it. I can feel him moving. And, and then yeah. it's being able to, it's being able to tap into stuff like that, that I think is, is really, really beneficial for a lot of people for sure. So now it's
1: tapping, but, it's tapping in and then trusting because we also yeah. have that imbalance where Mm-hmm. We hyper focus on everything and everything's a problem, yep. right? And so yep. it's how to experience and trust without judgment
0: mm-hmm. the
1: experience that you're in in the moment. And then if yep. we have a history of being fearful, literally, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm okay yep. right now.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, before I let you go, um, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media and whatnot, if they want to reach out and contact you?
1: I am, um, on Instagram at Dr. Sorry to Cox, um, Alberta Orchard Wellness and Dr. Sorry to Elizabeth on Facebook. Okay. We also have our Orchard Wellness there and we have a brand new website. I'd love for you to check out. It's Element with a dash wisdom.com that will let you know about the element wisdom cards. And also Dr. Sorry to Elizabeth is more about me. So if you want to learn about me and I'm going to link those soon, but that's our new project. And those are the ways to find us.
0: Awesome. That is fantastic. Dr. Cox, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to to come on the show and, and share your wisdom with us. Um, so much. I learned so much from everybody that I talk to because I talk to such a wide variety of people. Um, I, I do that number one, because you know, I'm always learning myself. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I believe we're never at the end of our journey when it comes to learning more about ourselves. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I started the podcast was to not only continue my education, but to share that with my audience as well. So I want to thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for doing what
0: you're doing. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find the video version of this and all my podcast episodes on my YouTube channel, E2 Nutrition and Wellness. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share both the audio feed and the YouTube channel so you can help me in my mission to touch as many people's lives as possible. Until next time, playtime's over. It's time to go to work.